This is Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. A lot to get to like normal on a Tuesday, catching up, catching you up on what Kalani Satake and his players said at their weekly press conference on Monday. BYU basketball kicks off their season tonight at home against Cal State Fullerton. We'll talk about that. Get you some comments from Mark Pope as well as some of his players as well. And of course, catching up on how former Cougars in the pros did over the weekend in the NFL and beyond. So a lot to get to action-packed show. We'll get to all of it on today's podcast, brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union. Can't thank them enough once again for their continued patronage as the title sponsor of this podcast. With all that said, let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for November 5th, 2019. Hi guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. If you're new to the show, we aim to be your one-stop shop for all things BYU sports news. Every program under the BYU Athletic Department we try to cover and keep you up to date. So that way you're the smartest BYU fan in the room. Obviously, we focus mainly on men's basketball and football, and that's where we're going to start today. We're going to talk BYU basketball here for just a moment. BYU opens the season tonight against Cal State Fullerton at the Marriott Center. Exciting night. Opening night's always fun regardless of what sport you're playing in. And BYU hosts the Cal State Fullerton Titans tonight. Uh, the expected starting lineup for BYU should consist of TJ Hawes, recently uh, granted a waiver, Alex Barcelo, the transfer from Arizona, Jake Toulson, the graduate transfer from UVU, Dalton Nixon, and Colby Lee will make up your front court for BYU. So you have a three-guard, two-forward lineup for BYU in their starting lineup. And guys who will also be playing tonight, you can expect to see on the court as part of the rotation include guys like Connor Hart, Trevin Nell and Zach Selyus. Taylor Mon and Blaze Nild, as well as Evan Troy, are probably the kind of the next three guys in the rotation beyond those first three I mentioned. But it's a big opportunity for BYU to kick off their season on the right note. Obviously, this will be the first of nine games that Yoli Childs will sit out due to the NCAA imposed suspension for nine games. I still think it's just a stupid ruling. But at this point, all of the appeals processes have been resolved and you have to deal with it until he is cleared to rejoin the team. Should be in early December when he's able to get back on the court for the Cougars. But big opportunity tonight. Cal State Fullerton, a team that is bad in the Big West the last couple of years have not necessarily made it to the mountaintop. The Big West is one of those one-bid leagues where if you win it, you go to the NCAA tournament. If you don't win it, you're playing in another tournament. But they do have a, a local connection on their roster. Uh, Cal State Fullerton has two-time All-Big West Honorable Mention uh, honoree forward Jackson Rowe on their roster. He's a native of Toronto, Ontario, and you're probably thinking, well, what's his connection to Utah? Well, he actually prepped at Wasatch Academy in Mount Pleasant, Utah. Uh, BYU just recently got a commitment from Richie Saunders out of the Wasatch Academy down there in central Utah, and interesting to see Jackson Rowe on there. Six foot seven, 220-pound senior, a guy who's expected to start tonight. He's played a lot of games during his career for Fullerton, and I would expect you'll see him 
on the court tonight in a large degree, looking to lead his team to an upset win over BYU. I think the Cougars should roll to a victory tonight. I don't think that there should be any question about that. Uh, the one bummer news coming out of this, we in speaking with Mark Pope yesterday, is that Jesse Wade, I talked about it yesterday, that his he's got a knee injury that just has not been able to let him get on the court to any meaningful degree recently. Well, he's been seeing multiple doctors, and it sounds like they just haven't been able to nail down what exactly is affecting him. And Mark Pope yesterday gave us an update, speaking of the media, about what is going on with Jesse going forward. Yeah, so Jesse's going to have a, a surgery tomorrow, kind of a debridement. They're going to kind of go in and just see what they can see. And um, so we'll just see how that goes. I think it, it could be like, it could be a couple weeks, it could be six months. We just don't know. It just is, you know, we've kind of tried everything. And so this is like a last ditch effort to see if there's some way that can help kind of relieve him some of his discomfort. There you go, Mark Pope. And Doctors are very reticent to open a patient up to see what's wrong, but once you've exhausted all other options of trying to figure out what is wrong with a guy, sometimes you do need to do a scope or an exploratory surgery to see if you can find something that's going wrong. And here's hoping that they can get uh, Jesse Wade back in the short term. Uh, and speaking with some people around the BYU basketball program, the the thought is that he's probably going to be out longer term rather than the weeks. It's more looking at months versus weeks, and if if it's months, you don't know how long that's going to be. It could be season ending. Who knows? But wishing nothing but the best for Jesse Wade, a guy who was expected to get back on the court, excited to get back on the court. We've had him on this podcast, but now being beset by this uh, lingering knee issue, it's never a good thing. And you hope that he can get things figured out at least, get things resolved, and then get back onto the court in short order for BYU. Despite that, Mark Pope says that his team should be relatively healthy. TJ Haas and Evan Troy, who were ill last week, against UT Tyler are expected to be full go. Zach Selyus is back in the rotation after undergoing surgery during that Italy trip they took overseas. So BYU should roll into this game, all things considered, relatively healthy and should roll to a victory. Obviously, it's open night. There's a lot of emotion going on with the Marriott Center with the season kicking off. Uh, We had a chance to speak with both Jake Toulson and Connor Harding yesterday. And I asked him the question, well, what's your guys' emotion on opening night? I mean, always the first game, you know, the hype around everyone's been waiting, the countdown. And so there is excitement, especially when you go against each other every single day in practice and you want to compete against someone else and, you know, get a win because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. And so we, we, we can't be more excited about it, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's the best time of the year, right? got the holidays, we got basketball, we got everything we could ever ask for right now. It's right in front of us, and we just got to go get it. There you go, Jake Toulson. Before that, Connor Harding, you can tell they're excited to play. Jake Toulson saying, hey, this is the time of year we look forward to as basketball players. It's time to go. I'm an advocate. I think that the college basketball season has been kind of just overlooked because of all the other sports going on in November. Uh, I think that they should move the start of the season back. That's just me, but I know that I'm probably in the minority on that. But BYU all the same opens the season tonight 
against Cal State Fullerton. Get out to the Marriott Center. Enjoy this game. Also, you can watch it at 7 o'clock on BYU TV, 7 o'clock Mountain Time, if you're looking to catch it on television. All right, we'll switch gears, talk some BYU football here in just a moment, catch you up on everything else going on with BYU football. Obviously, getting ready to host Liberty this week, the Liberty Flames from Lynchburg, Virginia. Well, before we do that, though, do need to talk to you about Deseret First Credit Union. They are the title sponsor of Locked On Cougars, and they're encouraging everybody right now to consider refinancing your home loan to put more money back into your pocket. You've probably seen a lot of their ad campaigns across both radio and TV, etc., where they're asking what your why is, what what drives you, what's your passion. Well, refinancing your home loan can give you some money to invest in that passion, into that project that you've been looking to do. Right now, no cost refinancing from Deseret First Credit Union. You can get locked into a low rate. Rates are still in the threes, guys, for absolutely nothing and potentially save yourself up to hundreds of dollars a month. It's a fantastic option, guys. The DFCU Mortgage Team is here to help you guys whatever stage of life you're in. If you're a first-time home buyer just looking to get into the market, you're looking for your dream home, you've got investment properties, regardless of where you're at in your life, the DFCU Mortgage Team stands by to help you guys make sure you're in the right financial situation and you also have the right loan for your financial situation. Give them a call, 801-456-7070 or visit dfcu.com to apply in just five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC. Terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. Mondays at BYU or Kalani Satake's weekly press conference. You guys have come to get used to that with this podcast. We recap it on Tuesdays. And Kalani Satake yesterday, obviously a big topic, is the quarterback situation once again for BYU. Jaron Hall reportedly suffering a second head injury, um, likely in the concussion protocol for the second time in under a month. I would expect that if he did suffer another concussion, he has post-concussion syndromes, etc., post-concussion syndrome, excuse me, I think his season could be over. Uh, It sounds like Zach Wilson is on the road back to playing for BYU. He was seen throwing passes last week. He had the cast off of his hand that he injured against Toledo. I would expect he's probably a long shot at best. Kalani Satake saying he's between questionable and doubtful. We'll get to that comment here in just a minute to play in this week's game against Liberty. So I think that leaves you with Baylor Romney as your starting quarterback for the Cougars this week. But he's also nursing a foot injury of his own. Uh, it's a turf toe injury is what I'm being told, and turf toe can be uh, both debilitating but also allow you to play. It just kind of depends on the guy. You saw him hobbling around against Utah State, but still plenty of effective. If he's able to play, I expect that Baylor Romney will be your starting quarterback for BYU against Liberty, or maybe the Cougars opt to just say, hey, take the week off, and we're going to play Joe Critchlow. I would think that's probably the least likely of the scenarios to play out here even less uh, likely than Zach Wilson making a surprise return to start against Liberty, but you never know. But Kalani Satake yesterday talking about the health of Jaron Hall as well as the health situation revolving around all of his quarterbacks, this is what he had to say about them. No, I'm not at this moment, no. I'm still day-to-day. Yeah, we'll find out. When did uh, Jaron suffer his injury? Uh, I think it was on that on that sure. touchdown run, yeah. So we're going to evaluate him. I, I think I said this in the post game is that I just want him to be healthy and, and his, his uh, life is 
is all that matters to me right now. And, but we have really good medical staff. I trust them, and mine said that we'll take care of Jaron first. There you go, Kalani Satake, and he's a guy that he wants the best for his players. I can tell you guys that much. There are a lot of people out there that think Kalani Satake either should be extended or should be fired. There's all kinds of stuff going on. I think over the last two weeks, I think a lot of the fire Kalani crowd is shut up, and I think that uh, he, he, you can see it's very evident he wants the best. He wants the he has the well-being of his players, and that's what he wants to deal with first off. He wants them to be whole mentally, physically, and spiritually, and if he can help that out, he will do everything in his power to do so. So, like I said, if Jaron Hall suffered another concussion, I would likely think that his season is over, and we'll see what happens with that. We'll bring any information with regards to that going forward. Um, Aaron Roderick obviously has done an incredible job keeping these quarterbacks ready to play. Guys have gone from Zach Wilson to Jaron Hall to Baylor Romney and seemingly seen no drop-off in play for the Cougars. That's a credit to their coaching, and Kalani Satake said that Aaron Roderick deserves the majority of that praise. I've been around A-Rod for a long time. We were teammates and friends, you know, when we played here at BYU and worked together for most of our coaching lives, you know, so I have a lot of confidence in him, and I've seen him work. I've seen him, the relationship that he has with his group and with his position groups, and I've seen how they all work together, and that's what you're seeing right now. It's a Collectively, they're doing a great job. Whether guys can play or not, they're involved in, in the game plan and involved with their, their, their feedback, and it's been a really cool thing to see, and A-Rod's doing what I, I always knew he could do. A lot of... Uh, confidence in him and his skills and his coaching skills. There you go, Kalani Sitake and Aaron Roderick. And A-Rod absolutely deserves a lot of the credit. He has done an incredible job keeping these guys engaged in the quarterback room. It very easily could have fractured with these guys thinking, you know what, I'm better than that guy that could transfer. And it'll probably still resolve itself in some form or fashion with a transfer or two, I would expect. But it's still it's impressive what Aaron Roderick has done to keep these quarterbacks engaged and working together despite them obviously wanting to play. A couple other comments from Kalani Satake yesterday. He was asked about Gunner uh, Gunner Romney, not Gunner Romney, Baylor Romney, the quarterback. Gunner obviously his brother caught the touchdown pass uh, from his brother last week, but he was asked about Baylor Romney and just how he is personality wise. Here's what Kalani had to say about his personality. He's handsome and he's tall, and so that's a quarterback type, right? And he's confident, but I think that uh, he's really humble and he's a great teammate. And the guy that you see right now that that enters the field whenever he whenever he plays, he handles himself with such professionalism. It's amazing, you know. And it's just nice to know that you can always have that that, that guy ready to roll. And we have a, a room full of quarterbacks that can play, you know. So I'm just glad that those guys they answer the call whenever their number is is, is up there and, and they're ready for it. And, and I, I just love the the poise and the composure that he's showed. And he's been the same guy when no one really saw him take the field he's been that same guy every day and, and if you watch after practice he's always thrown to his brother after practice doing extra work and we have to end practice pretty early because we have a lot of guys that want to stay out there and do extra work and that's that's something that that's a huge indicator that this this team works hard they do a lot of the extra time that that's not required of them uh, both on the field and, and and also in the film room there you go, Kalani Satake, Baylor Romney. He just seems as cool as a cucumber out on the field, and it sounds like that extends into his off-field uh, demeanor. Uh, Gunnar Romney, speaking with the media yesterday, said that he's probably quieter than I am. And Gunnar, if you've ever met Gunnar Romney, he's a very quiet individual. So if he's saying his brother's quieter than him, it's pretty impressive. But Baylor Romney, nothing seems to rattle him. It's pretty impressive to see what he does. One final comment here is Kalani Satake talked a lot about Baylor Romney because Baylor still is a walk-on athlete for BYU. 
BYU. Does a ton of work. Obviously has to pay his own way. I would expect that that's going to change here in the near future. He's too good of a player to not be on scholarship. Uh, I think that he'll be on a scholarship before too long. But Kalani Satake said a lot of the credit for what Baylor has done, his ability to step in and play at the level he's played at, is because of his own hard work. The fact that Baylor is able to do what he does right now with the limited amount of reps that he's received from fall camp to now, it's amazing. And that's that's a lot of his own individual work and, and how much he does stuff on his own. Because you only have so many reps in practice and even in the film room. And so to have these guys, and, and it's not just him, but to have players that are involved in trying to get better watching someone else, that, that's huge that, That's huge for us. But it's a, it takes an extreme amount of discipline and hard work and, and belief in themselves to be ready. There you go, Kalani Sitake. And Baylor Romney absolutely. Absolutely spends every practice. After practice, him and Gunner can be seen out there running routes. Other receivers will join in, and they're just getting extra work in. And it's a credit to Baylor that he's been able to put in that time and benefit from it now that he's playing in a meaningful role for BYU. I think he gets the start against Liberty. I think that's kind of the, where it's trending right now, barring his um, injury to his foot, that turf toe injury getting any more severe. But we'll see what happens. Uh, BYU has four quarterbacks on their roster right now. They're top four. Four quarterbacks have all won games in their BYU career, going from Zach Wilson to Jaron Hall uh, to Baylor Romney, and then also to uh, Joe Critchlow. So there's a lot of talent in the quarterback room at BYU, and obviously it's going to have to resolve itself in some form or fashion because you can only play one guy at a time. But I expect that this week, more likely than not, and I'll keep you updated if I hear anything different, I would expect that Baylor Romney is your starting quarterback, Joe Critchlow is the backup, Rhett Riley, the walk on quarterback from Valley Center. California would be your third string quarterback but who knows Zach Wilson makes a miraculous recovery and can come back they won't hesitate to put him in if he is cleared to go but I think that seems like a more long shot than anything else at this point so there you go some of the thoughts and comments from Kalani Satake during his weekly press availability always good to catch up with him get his thoughts we'll get more of those to you as the week progresses obviously we'll be out of practice tomorrow and Wednesday as well so a lot of audio will be coming your way this week as you get ready for Liberty coming up on Saturday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time, televised on ESPNU. All right, we'll catch up with how former Cougars and the pros did over the weekend here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, do need to talk to you guys about Manscaped. Manscaped is the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Get 20% off from free shipping with the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. All right, guys, as we close out this Tuesday edition of the show, can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the show. Please follow us on whichever podcatcher you choose to use. And please give us a favorable rating and review. Those five-star reviews are worth their weight in podcast gold. Can't thank you guys enough for doing that in advance. We're over 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts in particular, but we are available on all major podcatchers. So please give us a favorable rating and review, and I really do thank you in advance for doing that. Now, let's catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports. Tuesdays is when we normally catch up with former Cougars and the pros. Let's run down how guys did in the NFL this past weekend. We'll start off on Thursday night. Fred Warner, BYU, former BYU linebacker, started at Mike Linebacker once again for the San Francisco 49ers, who remained the only unbeaten team in the NFL. He had nine tackles, four of them solo stops, and a pass deflection while playing all of the defensive snaps for the 49ers in their 28-25 win over the Cardinals. Fred Warner is just off 
off to a flying start, and it's awesome to see. Let's move on to Jamal Williams. Uh, they lost the Green Bay Packers. Speaking of the Packers, they lost 26-11 to the Los Angeles Chargers. Kind of a disappointing game, but Jamal Williams had 39 receiving yards and a touchdown to go with 10 rushing yards in that loss. Good to see him playing a bigger and more meaningful role for the Green Bay Packers. It seems like every year you feel you hear all these stories about Jamal Williams. Well, he's going to kind of be the odd man out, and he's going to he's going to fall off the roster. He just continues to get things done. That's the biggest thing. And NFL quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, if they can rely on a guy, they're going to let him play. And it's awesome to see Jamal Williams doing what he's doing. Kyle Van Noy uh, forced a fumble, had six tackles, and a quarterback hurry in their 37-20 loss to Baltimore on Sunday night football. Uh, Van Noy continues to get it done as well for the New England Patriots. It's awesome to see him out there every game. He's a great ambassador for BYU, a guy who's becoming more and more popular nationwide. He's been proclaimed as a potential defensive player of the year in the NFL this year for his play. He's getting it done for the Patriots, and it's awesome to see him doing that despite that loss on Sunday Night Football. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs topped the Minnesota Vikings 26-23 to give former BYU graduate assistant and player Andy Reid another win on his resume. But Daniel Sorensen, a safety for the Chiefs, had a tackle for loss. It went for seven yards on a second down play late in the game. Uh, also finishing with four tackles total with two solo stops as he played 23 defensive snaps and 22 snaps on special teams. These stats obviously coming uh, via Brandon Judd over the Deseret News, a good friend of the podcast. He does a great job covering former players in the pros. The New York Jets lost 26-18 to the Miami Dolphins. Harvey Longy started this game, uh, did not record any stats despite that start in the loss to the Dolphins for the Jets. Obviously, Corbin and Bronson Kafusi remain on the practice squad for the New York Jets. We're hoping to see them get back on the active roster at some point this season, but we'll keep you updated on that. The Seattle Seahawks uh, state claimed to be one of the best teams in the NFL with an overtime victory 40-34 to over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ziggy Ansah played 41 defensive snaps, one on special teams, and had an assisted tackle in that win over the Buccaneers. Good to see Ziggy back and contributing in a meaningful role now that he's healthy. The Cleveland Browns lost 24-19 to the Denver Broncos. Sione Takitaki played special teams once again for the Browns, had a solo special teams tackle in his 18th snaps on the field. Earlier we talked about uh, Jamal Williams and his play in the Packers loss to the Chargers. Well, Micah Davis on the other side of things played in the win for the Chargers, started at cornerback, had five solo tackles while playing all of the defensive snaps for the Chargers in that win, as well as a few uh, snaps on special teams. It's still a cool story that Michael Davis is doing what he's doing in the NFL, despite being benched as a senior at BYU. Alright, so there you go. That's running down everything going Going on in former Cougars and the pros when it comes to the NFL. Awesome to see these guys contributing to a large degree, and we're hoping to see them in the playoffs going forward. Obviously, the NFL just passed the halfway point of their season, but you have guys like Kyle Van Noy, Daniel Sorensen, uh, also Fred Warner, and it, it depends on if the if the Chargers can get things turned around. We'll see what happens with the Chargers. But Taysom Hill on the New Orleans Saints, Jamal Williams on the Green Bay Packers. You're going to see a number of Cougars, it looks like, at this point of the season, 
playing on NFL rosters that should make the makes the NFL playoffs. Of course, keep you updated with every all the news that comes out regarding former Cougars and the pros each and every week because we do that here on this podcast to keep you up to date on how those guys are doing. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. We'll be out at BYU football practice as well as the BYU basketball game this tonight speaking of myself covering both of those uh, we'll have plenty of audio for you on tomorrow's show if there are players you'd like to hear from guys feel free to reach out anytime you can follow the show on social media facebook instagram and twitter at locked on cougars my personal twitter feed is at jacob c hatch you also can drop the show a note via email by emailing us locked on byu at gmail.com love to hear from you guys love to get your insight on things always love hearing from fans of the show and can't thank you guys enough once again for your continued support of the podcast we will catch you guys tomorrow obviously catching you up on how things go on the hardwoods tonight as well as what we learned from BYU football practice as well enjoy whatever's left of your Tuesday we'll talk to you soon this has been Locked On Cougars November 5th 2019